Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So glad to have you here with me on this beautiful Friday. Hope you're about ready to have a fantastic weekend. Got some great things happening uh, over the weekend for the Liberty First people. Great things happening for uh, the the people who are seeking Liberty First. And uh, I'm not going to get into that today. We'll get into that probably Monday or Tuesday next week. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. And I just had to let that little bubble burst out for just one second. So I think today what we're going to do is jump right to it. Uh, Donald Trump, according to Yahoo News, says he will try again to deport young migrants despite Supreme Court ruling. Now, if you didn't see our show yesterday where we talked about DACA and you didn't see our show uh, yesterday where we talked about the unconstitutionality of the Supreme Court opinion written by Roberts regarding DACA. And if you don't understand the role of the judiciary, which I will be covering tomorrow on the Constitutional America class that will be aired live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to be going over a constitutional lesson on the judiciary. So if you didn't hear the presentation yesterday on DACA and why it's unconstitutional and you don't know why the judiciary doesn't issue rulings, they issue opinions and they actually have no force and no power. Judiciary has no force, no power. They don't make law. They don't submit rulings that have the effect of law. They uh, they submit opinions on their understanding of the Constitution and how the law relates to that. But DACA is not a law. DACA is an executive agency procedure spurred by a memorandum from a former president. So according to Yahoo News, Washington, uh, President Donald Trump said Friday he will again try to end legal protections for young migrants at risk of deportation a day after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down his first attempt. Quote, Donald Trump says in a tweet, we will be submitting enhanced papers shortly. And so I'm going to go ahead and scroll down here so you guys can see the Donald Trump tweet. The Supreme Court asked us to resubmit on DACA. Nothing was lost or won. They punted, much like a football game, where hopefully we, they st- would stand for our great American flag. Wow. <laughs> what a master of words and phrases. We will be submitting enhanced papers shortly in order to properly fill the Supreme Court's request. Okay, so uh, first and foremost... Robert's crazy unconstitutional DACA opinion about uh, about the crazy unconstitutional DACA. And now Donald Trump is going to keep going. Why is that important? It's important because the there are checks and balances and the Supreme Court is not above any other branch in the federal government. Again, 
watch tomorrow's Constitutional America show, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will show you how the framers said that the Supreme Court is the weakest branch of the three branches of government, that it has no power, it has no force, and that it's essential for the executive and the legislative branches to be a check and balance over the Supreme Court, not the Supreme Court ruling over the universe. So Donald Trump moving forward because DACA is clearly unconstitutional and the methods by which he repealed DACA were the same methods by which he, DACA was invoked. Therefore, the repeal of DACA, which is unconstitutional to begin with, is proper and constitutional. As a matter of fact, according to Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution, because DACA did not follow proper constitutional procedure, it was not legislated by law. It is therefore contrary to the Constitution, which makes it null and void. So technically speaking, Donald Trump doesn't even have to go through the formality of issuing a whole new memo and saying blah, 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 blah. He just simply has to say to the uh, Department of Homeland Security, to Customs and Border Enforcement, uh, we're not doing that anymore. Thank you very much. And that would be the end of it. Period. Now, the fact that we don't understand that, the fact that there's a discussion about it, and the fact that the Supreme Court doesn't get it is a really good indication of how whacked out our American understanding of government has become. Seriously. You fail to teach the Constitution properly since 1833, it's going to have some ramifications. And there you have it. We have had three Supreme Court cases this week, and people are, they, they simply don't understand any of them. I haven't seen a, a controversial, uh, I haven't seen a less controversial week in the Supreme Court in a very long time. And I haven't seen a greater error in understanding Supreme Court opinions in a very long time. So if you want to know about these Supreme Court cases, make sure you check back in the archives of the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal this week. We talked about them all, and I compared them uh, not to Supreme Court president, not to Donald Trump's wishes, and not to your law professor's errors. Once again, we compare what the Supreme Court does by the only standard that matters, the Constitution of the United States, and those intentions of those who ratified the Constitution. So since Donald Trump is in the news today, we're just going to have a Donald Trump news program. This is not about Donald Trump the sycophant. This is not Donald Trump the never-Trumper show. This is the Donald Trump says it, and we look at it, and we analyze it show. So don't even get in here and spew your nonsense in our chat room or, or in comments later about how Chris Ann has sold out to Donald Trump. If you're new here, I suggest you go back and watch some archives or sit back and watch what you see and hear here. And remember, we are a teach show, not a talk show. So it's not about Donald Trump. It's about the Constitution. It's about the proper rule of law, and above and beyond everything else, it's about liberty first. So I found this interesting tweet. We have Donald Trump's rally coming up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So Trump 
tweets out any protesters, anarchists, agitators, looters, or lowlifes who are going to Oklahoma. Please understand, you will not be treated like you have been in New York, Seattle, or Minneapolis. It will be a much different scene. Got a little bit of that meme there underneath it. But I want to point out to you, the problem here is what we've been talking about for a very long time. And the media has been the worst about it. Identifying anarchists, I won't even say that, scratch that. Identifying looters, agitators, no, scratch that. Identifying looters and criminals to be synonymous with protesters. I think that protesters can be agitating. I believe that protesters can be invoke uh, can be uh, irritating. They can invoke elo- a lot of emotion. I believe that protesters can be controversial. That is not a crime. But we cannot conflate the terms looter and criminal and arsonist with protester. And we have, I, I had a whole show where I showed you all these headlines where the media was referring to people who were committing crimes as protesters. And then, of course, they try to mitigate their guilt by saying violent protesters. Excuse me, that's an oxymoron. You cannot be violent and be a protester. A protest to protest is a protected, inalienable right. You have the right to peaceably assemble. You have the right to petition the government for a redress of your grievances. That is the definition of protest. Assembling to petition the government for a redress of your grievances. Peacefully. If you are not peacefully assembling, you are not a protester. Now, the media has been guilty of this to the highest degree. So I find it very interesting when we go to the media's account of Donald Trump's tweet. Look at this. President Trump threatens, quote, any protesters at his rally. See, I told you so. I hate to say that I told you so, but I told you so. Go back and watch the episode where I explain to you the difference between a protest and a riot and the danger of conflating those terms. And there you have, I'll put it up there again, there you have the evidence of that truth falling right into their trap. For weeks now, they've been talking about Violent protesters. They've been conflating protest with riot. And I kept saying, don't use that term protest. You're playing into the hands of the enemy because the next thing you know, somebody's going to turn around and they're going to use that term protest and it's going to call for the shutdown of all protests. God forbid that I be right. I can't believe that Donald Trump actually fell right into their trap. Don't give me no greater plan thing. I don't want to hear about no greater plan thing. Okay? Fall right into their trap. Now, the media is dinging him for doing the exact thing that they were doing. And of course, they're washed white as snow 
because after all, they're the media. They're the equivalent of angels sent from heaven to free us of our sins. They can't be blamed. They can't be at fault. Instead of sovereign immunity, it ought to be media immunity. The king can do no harm. Well, here we are now with the media doing exactly what I said they were going to do. Here's the problem that we have now. We have these criminals, these looters, these rioters threatening to create violent disturbance during Donald Trump's rally in Tulsa. How does the government respond? Not constitutionally, mind you. Nope. Not liberty-minded, mind you. Nope. Not even in the preservation of people's rights. Nope, here we go. The Tulsa mayor declares that civil emergency ahead of Trump rally and stragglers face arrest. Are you catching that? Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum, a Republican, declared a civil emergency Thursday and announced a curfew near the arena where Trump plans to hold a campaign rally on Sunday. Bynum cited recent civil unrest and expected crowds in excess of 100,000 in the vicinity of the rally and opposition protests in his decision to place a federal exclusion zone for a six-block radius near the arena. What exactly is a federal exclusion zone? Well, you need to go back and find my episode on the uh, Federal Grounds and Building Improvement Act that was passed in 2012 by our Republican majority House and Senate and realize that once again another overreaching unconstitutional law being put in place by Congress to usurp and undermine your rights. It's the way the federal government can expand the jurisdiction of Washington DC, literally pick it up and move it to anywhere someone is present that gets Secret Service Protection. Look it up. The Federal Buildings and Grounds Improvement Act makes it a federal crime to disturb the ordinary course of government, which includes any kind of political rally, any kind of uh, presidential uh, forum, any kind of town hall meeting where the person speaking is uh, eligible for secret service protection. The puzzle pieces put in place to be chosen to oppress and suppress your rights. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants and it is the creed of slaves. And now, because we've conflated the terms riot and protest, we now have the, the invocation of federal grounds in state soil so that your rights can be denied based on security, national security necessity. Remember, 
Anyone who says it's necessary to set aside your rights is declaring themselves as either a tyrant or a slave. Here, I'm going to show you the, the tweet that went out from the Tulsa Police Department. As a part of our preparation for President Trump's rally this Saturday, we are working to make this area, uh, the area secure for everyone's safety. As posted er earlier, the area illustrated in this map will need to be free of vehicles and pedestrian traffic. There's your little map, people, your federalized zone. I almost went somewhere that I just don't think would work. I don't think people could handle it. But there you have it. The federal, the, 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 the mayor of Tulsa declaring this purple square-ish, well, again, this purple polygon to be federal property. No, seriously, that's what they're saying. All of this area is now federal property covered under the Federal Grounds and Building Improvement Act because the president is coming to speak. And now we have an executive order 2020-11 declaring a emergency, a civil emergency that, guess what, locks down your rights. Now we should review together. What is supposed to happen when the mayor or the police believe that a certain peaceful protest might evoke the ire of some stand bystanders that might make some people mad? And in those mad people, there might be some people that do not agree with what the person is saying, so these people who are not the peaceful protesters, the ones who don't like what they have to say, will come along and be violent. How is the government supposed to respond? Well, the mayor, the Tulsa Police Department, say we're, gonna we're going to respond by shutting down your rights. We're going to respond by, by determining state soil to be federal grounds. Now, what is the purpose of declaring federal grounds? Well, it's because under the federal, uh, buildings, uh, federal Grounds and Building Improvement Act, if you are caught in that, in that area carrying a firearm, Even if it's lawful, it's not lawful anymore. So Oklahoma authorized open and concealed care of handguns by permit holders. And in 2012, but then in 2019, the governor of Oklahoma signed a constitutional carry into law. The law became effective November 1st, 2019. So Oklahoma isn't well has been an open carry state for a long time, but now it is a constitutional carry state, which means you don't need a permit. Unless the governor 
or the mayor in this case, declares this is no longer Oklahoma property. This is now federal property. And under the Federal Buildings and Grounds Improvement Act, just carrying a firearm, even though lawfully under the laws of Oklahoma, you are now subject to 10 years in prison. Okay, I didn't say you had to pull it on anyone. I didn't even say you had to threaten anyone. You just have to be carrying it, according to this 2012 law, and you are automatically guilty. There's no intent required. You are automatically guilty of a federal crime punishable up to 10 years in prison for just carrying it. There are other infringements upon your rights based on the Federal Buildings Grounds Improvement Act passed in 2012 by your Republican majority house. And that's how the Tulsa mayor has responded to a call for peaceful protesters, a peaceful rally in the name of Donald Trump, as a galvanic and unconstitutional reaction to the possibility, however likely it may be, that someone will be disorderly in the least and violent the most. So how is the mayor supposed to respond? Well, the Supreme Court of the United States has been very clear about this. The city, the county, the mayor, the police chief has a duty not only to ensure a peaceful rally, he must protect those holding it, which means not depriving people of their rights. People who want to peacefully protest Donald Trump's rally in Tulsa have every right to peacefully protest. A curfew is not the response. Arresting people for peacefully protesting, no matter what time of the day, is not a constitutional response. 1975, Glasson v. City of Louisville, quote, A police officer has the duty not to ratify and effectuate a heckler's veto, nor may he join in a moiling mob intent on suppressing ideas. Instead, he must take reasonable action to protect from violence persons exercising their constitutional rights. Now let's look at this. A heckler's veto. I'm sure plenty of you understand what a heckler is. I mean, you've seen any kind of comedy routine and people are always talking about it. The heckler is the one who tries to silence the person on the platform. A heckler of a protest is one who tries to out, uh, tries to silence and outshout the protest. A heckler's veto is one that is so loud and so obstructive that it actually shuts down the other platform. Now, the Supreme Court says that it's the job of the city, the county, the mayor, the police chief, the sheriff to not be supportive of the heckler's veto. And what the mayor of Tulsa is actually doing is supporting those who would shut down speech. The mayor of Tulsa, the police chief of Tulsa, if they eliminate 
the peaceful protest, if they instill a curfew when no violence is taking place, if they arrest people when no violence is taking place, then they are depriving people of their rights and they are not fulfilling their duty. You must take reasonable action to protect from violence persons exercising their constitutional rights. How do you do that? Well, Dunlap v. Chicago, 1977. Local government must, quote, provide police in such numbers as in their professional judgment are required to afford adequate protection to the protesters. You don't stop violence by shutting down all speech. You don't stop violence by instilling a curfew and shutting down all assembly. You stop violence by arresting violent people for being violent. That's how this is supposed to work. We have a right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And the courts have upheld that. I mean, I don't know why you have to have the court to do them. This is a no-brainer kind of stuff. But we've been taught the wrong thing for so long, we, don't, we simply don't understand how the right thing's supposed to work. Gregory v. Chicago, 1969, to let a policeman's command be the equivalent to criminal statute comes dangerously near making our government one of men rather than laws. Not a rule of law, but a law of rulers. There are ample ways to protect the domestic tranquility without subjecting First Amendment freedoms to such a clumsy and unwielding weapon. Officers must take all reasonable efforts to protect the demonstrators. Okay, let's just be clear. This is not a protest. This is a crime. Uh, not a protest. Not a protest. Not a protest. These are crimes. We need to stop conflating these terms. And yes, I'm speaking to you, President Donald Trump. Stop conflating these terms because what we end up doing is jeopardizing our rights because the next thing you know, you've got troops in the streets and curfews that will get in the way and infringe and oppress the actual free expression of our rights. So I told you this wasn't a sycophant day that this wasn't a never-Trumper day. This is a liberty day. And as a liberty day, every day, we should not only exercise our rights, but we should work to protect our rights. These are the times that try men's souls. And Thomas Jefferson said, I would rather suffer the tumult of liberty than the peaceful servitude of tyranny. So what do you do? You, you've got to educate these people. You've got to tell the mayor, you know, I realize you got good intentions. I mean, your heart might be in the right place. You're simply trying to protect the people. But protecting people 
at the cost of their rights is not actually a protection. It's the exact opposite. We have to realize that guess what? Liberty is not always neat and tidy. It's not always the easy decision, but it's always the right decision. And so what the mayor ought to be doing, as the Supreme Court says, I wouldn't say as the Supreme Court says, but as the Supreme Court recognizes, secures the rights of the people and balances, if you will. You always get those stupid things. we got to balance the need and the, the rights and the powers and whatever. So how do you balance? You make sure that the people who are peacefully expressing themselves continue to peacefully express themselves and that you arrest people who are being violent and acting in criminal activity. So how does that work? Okay, it's very simple. Oh, look, those people are holding signs. Those people are shouting. Those people are angry. Those people are shaking their fists. Oh, but they're peaceful. We will let them be. Oh, those people are breaking windows. They're burning down. Oh, let's let's put that up here again. Those people are burning down buildings. Those people are smashing on cars. Those people are destroying property. Oh, those people are looting. Guess what? They are criminals and they need to be arrested. Don't be guilty. Don't be guilty, Tulsa Mayor Bynum, of being a tyrant. Don't be guilty of with good intentions, but in inadvertently denying people their rights. There are more civilized ways to let the mayor's order become law. There are more civilized ways, and that is just to demand that the people be civilized. And when they fail to be civilized, it is time to, and I say that, you know, civilized meaning they're breaking things, burning things, hurting people, stealing things. It's time to do your job and enforce those laws. See, from a per certain perspective, you have to enforce the Constitution by allowing for peaceful protest, even if you don't like what it says, even if they're really passionate even if they really shake their signs, even if they really shake their fists, you have to let them do that because that's their right. But when they punch somebody in the face, now you have to act. Don't stand around and go, oh, what do I do? The violent protesters. There's no such thing as a violent protester. Once you're violent, you're a criminal. And conflating these terms is why we are where we are. Well, it's Friday today, so I'm going to let you guys have a uh, half day off class today. <laughs> let you go a little bit early today uh, so you can in have an, er an early start on your, sh on your weekend. But what I'm going to ask you, this is a short show. We've got this Tulsa thing coming up. Why don't we start spreading this message? Maybe we can get to Tulsa Mayor Bynum and say, look, dude, you're not doing the right thing. 
we don't need more government. We don't need more federal government within our states. We need less federal government within our states. We need you not to be a ruler of law, but to be a, a man who works. Uh, um, we, we don't need you to be a law of rulers. We need you to be a man who, who follows the rule of law. And that means to defend the rights of the people and to arrest criminals. And not to engage in minority report crime prevention by trying to stop something that hasn't happened yet. Assemble your officers. Ask for the deputies to help you if necessary. And protect those who will peacefully protest and swiftly and immediately arrest anyone who operates with criminal behavior. Why does this happen? Why do we see these trends? I'll tell you, lack of consequences. Too much confusion about what you can and cannot do creates lack of consequences. Lack of consequences actually encourages criminal behavior. Laws don't stop crimes. But people who behave in a criminal manner ought to have consequences for those acts. And when you conflate these terms of protester, violent protester, you give excuse to people to be, to be criminals. You give them space to be criminals. If they hurt a building or hurt a person or hurt private property, the response should be swift without hesitation or mental reservation. You are being arrested right now because you can't hit that car's window like that. You're done. You can't break a building window. You're done. Swift. Swift and decisive. Stop raising a, co a community of spoiled brats who can throw public violent temper tantrums and still get their way. A parent who did that would borderline child abuse, negligent parent. I'm afraid American society has created a generation, a society of people of multiple generations that act like a bunch of undisciplined toddlers. And it's time for us to grow up, protect the rights of those who exercise them properly, and swift and decisive action against those who do not, who are criminals. So Donald Trump, I don't think that you are right. Oops, sorry. Protesters, anarchists, and agitators cannot be arrested. It is not against the law to be a protester. It's not against the law to be an anarchist. It is not against the law to be an agitator. You know what? It's not even against the law to be a lowlife. But if you are a looter, a rioter, or an arsonist, if you engage in the criminal mischief of destruction of private property, then Donald Trump, you are correct that Oklahoma and the Tulsa mayor and the police department ought to take swift and decisive action. So let's stop overgeneralizing, let's stop conflating terms, and let's get back to rights and reason. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com. And you can also go to God's, God 
GodGunsLiberty.com, GodGunsLiberty.com, and get your coffee mugs. We have new coffee mugs now. Really, really great. JC has been working really, really hard uh, giving new products at GodGunsLiberty.com. So visit those. Visit us at ChrisAnnHall.com, and we will see you on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then back again with the Daily Journal on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. God bless. See you then.